Hey listeners, this is ASU ONU. My name is Ryan Wynn, and I'm the Emeralds podcast editor and former ASU reporter. Today, we're talking to Kira Solis, the gender and sexuality advocate for ASUO. Hello, my name is Ryan Wynn, and welcome to the ASUO and You podcast. And today, I have Kira Solis, ASUO gender and sexuality advocate. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thank you. You know, it's week eight, so it's a week eight kind of week. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was wondering if you could tell us as briefly as possible what exactly is your job. Yeah. Um, so basically, my role is to be a liaison between um, the many queer communities as well as um, essentially gendered communities. So women, men, um, non-binary, gender non-conforming, um, and as well as women of color, too, and be a liaison and an advocate for them in student government and when needed in faculty senate or in the administration. How long have you been doing the role? This role, I was hired for this, the beginning of the school year, but I've been involved in this type of work since high school. Could I ask you how you... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, I identify as a bisexual woman of color. Can you you mentioned that you've done this kind of work before. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um, Yeah, how far back do you want me to go? Do you want me to go back to like high school or University of Oregon? (laughs) As far back as you feel comfortable going back. Yeah, so I've been involved in this type of work since high school. I was part of our Gender and Sexuality Alliance and eventually became president of that. Uh, As far as my work at the U of O, I have been part of the LGBTQA3, which is the LGBTQ Resource Center here on campus since my first year here. Um, So going on three years there, I was on staff there last year as their outreach coordinator. Um, And this year, as well as last year, I am one of the directors of the Queer Transit Intersections of Color, as well as the outreach coordinator for Women of Color Coalition. Yeah, it definitely sounds like you've been doing a lot of this work. Is this your first time working specifically within ASUO this year? Yes, it is. How's that been like so far? It's November. It's like been three months so far maybe ish yeah um it's been great you know everyone in there is fantastic to work with and I really love this work that's why I do it as um you said the liaison between all these communities can you tell us about the sort of work that you do on a day-to-day basis just to get a sense of the kind of on the ground stuff you do if that makes sense Yeah, so a lot of it is actually building community and checking in with folks and making sure that they're just, like, doing okay in general. I guess the big projects that you can say that I've been working on have been trying to start up some more queer inclusive hours at the REC because the REC can kind of be exclusive for women and and, um, LGBTQ folks. That sounds really interesting. Like, who are the sorts of people you work on with those projects? Those That sounds like... A big project, you know, if that makes yeah. sense. Um, well, the idea actually came from the community. Um, so we were trying to design and think about, like, what the dream resource center would look like. And, you know, a gym came up. And so mm-hmm. I said, you know, I can actually try and help make this happen at the rec. And so I met with two of their staffers there. They actually have, like, a whole giant office in the back. 
Oh, really? It's like full of staff and offices and all of that, which I had no clue about. Um, yeah, so I essentially am a go-between for folks at, or the pro staff, professional staff at the rec and the community. So I've had a meeting with the people at the rec. I bring back the information that I got there to the community, talk about it, see what they want, and then go back and forth. It's like a giant game of phone tag, except in person. <laughs> yeah. And you also mentioned something interesting um, back there. You said that you also said that you do a lot of checking up on people to make sure they're okay. Do you want to mm-hmm. maybe elaborate on that a little bit? That's interesting. I didn't think that would be necessarily like a part of the job, you know? Yeah, I mean, so a big part of this is making sure that the communities that I work with have their needs met. Um, so spending a lot of time in the LGBTQA3 or in the Women's Center, in the MCC, and making sure, like, seeing, like, what I can do to help people. Like, do they need, like, resources? Like, so do they need tutoring help? Do they need some help getting access to counseling? Like, that kind of thing. Um, so really, it's just, like, trying to take knowledge and give it to people who need it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and... Correct me if I'm wrong, is this the first year that there's been a gender and sexuality advocate on ASUO exec? No, there's not. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure how many years it's existed, but it's been there for at least as long as I've been here, which is three years. But I believe it's been here for far longer than that. So I was also wondering if you could tell us about a little bit going back to when you first applied about why you wanted to do so in the first place. Yeah. Um, well, I was already extremely involved in all of these communities, and like you know, these are my communities, um, so they're very important to me, and it's really important to me that you know the resources and everything that they need are available to them. Um, and I was already doing this work, so I'm like, you know, I might as well just apply because I have all the necessary skills. It's just learning how to put that into the ASUO context. Yeah, yeah. And making that transition, what were the sort of things you had to do to transition into making this, as you said, like, like leaning toward more ASUO, if that makes sense? Mm-hmm. There wasn't all that much that I had to do. I mean, I, I host office hours once or twice a week. Um, right now, they're Tuesdays from 10 to 12 in the ASUO office or by appointment. You can email me at ASUOGSDA at uorgan.edu. <laughs> Shameless uh, plug there. Um, Take your time, don't worry. Yeah. I mean, mostly it's come with more power, I think. Um, and it's really figuring out what I can do to help the community um, and, like, what resources avail- are available to me. So it wasn't that much of a transition. <laughs> Okay, so I was also wondering if you could tell us about what the sort of hiring process is like. I'm not sure if a lot of people who, um, I'm not sure if a lot of like, quote unquote, average UO students know about these sorts of things and how they work, you know? Mm -hmm. Sometimes they can seem a lot scarier than they do on the inside, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) So I... One of my friends recommended that I apply because they were the advocate last year, and I also knew the incoming um, core members, so the president and vice pre- one of the vice presidents, 
And so I applied on OrgSync. Um, I don't remember the exact folder. I'm sorry. If you email me, I'll find it for you. (laughs) (laughs) And then I made it to the interview process. And the interview is basically like, so what experience do you have? What projects do you want to work on? And what what do you see yourself doing? And at that time, I had no clue about what projects I wanted to work on. Um, mm-hmm. But here I am. But here so. you are. Do you have any, like, other upcoming projects that you're working on now that you mentioned that? Um, well, right now I'm working on one of the committees. I believe it's the committee. It is, it's a very long acronym, but <laughs> I believe it's the Committee on Sexuality, Attraction, Gender identity and something and expression or something like that the, the committee is called sogi um and they the, oh is this yeah. a community um, is this a committee within asuo or is it uh it's outside of asuo it's within the faculty senate mm-hmm. actually um and they are actually looking at a policy revising um relationships between students staff gtfs and um faculty i don't know if i said that already Um, And one of the concerns is that this could really negatively impact um, LGBTQIA students Mm -hmm. because the community here is so small that it's kind of inevitable sometimes that people will either date or cross paths or become really good friends or even live in the same house. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're working on that to make sure that that doesn't harm the community. Yeah. What's been working on those sorts of projects with not only other student ASUO members, but faculty? What has that been like? Is that intimidating in any way? Is it, you know? Um, it's not that intimidating. It's a lot of emails and it's a lot of meetings, <laughs> um, which, yay, meetings, because everybody loves another meeting. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think the most intimidating thing is that sometimes faculty don't take me as seriously as I would like. Uh-huh. Um, which I get it, they're professors, they know things, but I think sometimes they fail to take into account the student perspective. Mm-hmm. So. so when you were just starting out, did it feel like intimidating in any way? I'm not sure if I can say just starting out because you're like three months into the show. <laughs> That's like a third. That's like a third of the way. You um, know? Yeah. Um, it didn't really... I was more concerned with a lot of, like, the logistical things, like, how many office hours do I have to hold a week? All right. How do I tell them that? Which is something that I think every new cabinet coming in deals with is, like, dealing with communication and logistical stuff, which isn't to say that they were disorganized. They were very organized. I'm just kind of technologically inept and apparently can't read org sync. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. What is it? also like like working in the cabinet with all these other exec members and by exec members i mean members of the asuo's executive branch which you can listen to and learn all about and i believe it is our second episode of asuo and you that's another shameless self-plug right there (laughs) yeah it's great i love them i knew a lot of them before i was hired um and actually maria and ivan were two of my mentors my first year here which don't worry about conflict of interest. They were not on the hiring team for me. That sounds they- <laughs> great. They were your mentors? Yeah, yeah. What, um, like in a fig or something? I'm just a little like... Oh, no, we were in Osberg together. Oh, okay. And then we all quit. Oh. <laughs> um, 
So it's really great. Like I knew a lot of them and everybody I feel like that they hired have been very dedicated to the positions and are very easy to work with because they're so passionate about increasing um, student engagement and also, you know, student well-being. All right. I think that's a good note to start wrapping up on. Is Okay. okay is there anything else, Kira, that you would like to mention that we did not talk about perhaps? Yeah, actually. So ASUO accepts interns every term. You mm-hmm. can actually get credit for the class or you don't have to do it for credit if you don't want to. How um, many credits is it? I was actually... I think it's one or two. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. It, it's not that much. I think you can take it for up to four. It just depends on how many hours a week you want to dedicate to interning. Okay. Um, and I accept interns. Uh, pretty much everybody on exec accepts interns. So if you're interested in that or just like want to get to know more... Um, You can come into the ASU office and anybody can answer that question for you. All right. Is there anything else that you would like to mention before we wrap things up here? Nope. Thank you. All right. It was so great having you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you listeners for listening to episode, is it, I think it's nine of ASU ONU. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. Today, we talked with Kira Solis, the sexuality and gender advocate for ASUO. That was our ninth episode of ASUO and You. To hear more from the Emerald Podcast Network, visit our website at dailyemerald.com and click on podcasts. You can also find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening. <laughs>